This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. So in this program today, we continue to talk about new beginnings as we're still in January. But as we said last time, new beginnings are not always good and nice, and it's definitely not always voluntary. Mm. Sometimes unexpected events catapult us into new beginnings when we're not quite ready for it. Mm-hmm. And what do we do then? Recently, I was reminded in my quiet time of Proverbs 3 from verse 3 that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and always submit to him and he will make your path straight. And that is a promise even when our plans did not work out the way we planned. So Estelle, is, Goliath is going to speak to us today. She's our guest and she's close to our hearts. And she was recently thrown into unexpected new beginnings when her husband passed away. So she entered this involuntary phase of, of um, ending a very a precious part of her life. So Estelle, welcome to the program. Thank you for talking to us today. Very welcome, Estelle. Uh, We're glad that you are with us. Thank you. Hello, Suki and Frederick. Thank you for having me on your program. I know you, one Um, of the people that told us that you listened. So it's so lovely to have one of our regular listeners on the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Okay, Estelle. Your beloved Cliffy had passed away, and we also knew him as um, a man who was loved by many. He ministered to many people. So tell us a little bit about him. Okay. Um, Cliffy and I met in 1981. We got married in 1985. We have two daughters and three grandchildren. He was a loving, kind, and caring husband, father, and grandfather. He was a person who loved to laugh. He enjoyed teasing and joking with people. Mm -hmm. He loved to spoil me. Yeah, we often heard the teasing. We often heard the teasing part. (laughs) And he loved to make people laugh, hey? Yes, yes, that Mm -hmm. was him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gave his life to the Lord in 1998. He served the Lord by obtaining a pastoral degree and preaching in various churches. He was never ashamed of the gospel. His faith, uh, he shared his faith wherever and whenever he, the opportunity arose. Um, five months before he passed away, he was called to minister to inmates in the prisons, which he enjoyed thoroughly. Mm. In the early days of our courtship and marriage, he had an alcohol addiction. Unfortunately, in spite of being born again, the hang-ups which arise from addictions such as anger, resentment, unforgiveness, and trust issues lingered. Mm. Difficult, difficulties that we could not work through on our own. We both joined recovery groups to assist us, and we, we enjoyed a good marriage. Mm. Mm. Thank you very much, Estelle. Yeah, we, we hear there are some very uh, almost drastic th- or beautiful things that you had experienced with Cliffy, and I heard you mentioned an alcohol addiction. Mm. Um, how did you cope and deal with that addiction? Um, 
before you entered into recovery? Oh, wow, that was very difficult. Um, you know, we would get into arguments and there was no talking for days and um, trying to protect the children was also quite an issue. Um, but thankfully, he wasn't abusive in any way. It was just about having too much to drink. And, of course, behaviors do change in, in any way. Mm. Um, but... Uh, by the Lord's grace, I managed to live with it for 12 years of my marriage. Mm. Wow. And, and, I mean, at, at which point you said that um, Cliffy came to the Lord in 1998. Um, did, the, yes. did, the, did the alcohol addiction uh, reveal after that, or was it present before that already? And it was present before he he came to the Lord. He was delivered immediately. As soon as he came, he gave his heart to the Lord. He, he was delivered. He didn't have a drink again after that. Mm. Mm. That's, so quite, that, that, that's quite rare, though, um, because mm. um, very few alcoholics that I know are instantaneously delivered from, from their addiction. So my question then is... Mm. He did attend recovery groups after that, um, and I think at one point you joined him or maybe encouraged him to enter into a recovery program. Mm -hmm. um, when did that happen, and, and why did it happen? Um, that was in 1920, oh, 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, that was when he... he started to have a drink socially again after so many years, oh, which was mm, very mm. distressing for me. And that mm. was, yes, why we and decided to go into recovery. I think even though, I think, you know, it happens sometimes that mm. someone immediately stops drinking, but the behavior doesn't always change. Mm. Is yes, that true? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But you said there are those behaviors that linger. Mm -hmm. And one doesn't know how to deal with them on your own. There are those behaviors that, that linger and one does not know how to work through them on your own. And that is how we both ended up uh, joining the Celebrate Recovery, which is a, a Christ-centered 12-step program, which helped us much to work through our issues. Thank you for that, Ista. We can go more into that now. Um, I just want to know, it must be really hard for you to cope with with the grief that you're experiencing now, in spite of the fact that you guys had these issues and problems. Yes, it, it is, Suki. Um, you know, it's a marriage of 37 years, wow. and it wasn't all bad. Mm. You know, there's many, many good memories and, you know, we were part of each other no matter what was going down. So, yeah, the pain remains the same mm. as one grieves for other deaths. As you know, my mom also passed away in March this year. Mm. Um, Last year. I wasn't quite done with grief for her mm. when, when all this happened with Cliffy. Mm. Mm. So... Yes, you know, it's just grief is grief. 
Mm. Doesn't matter what was going down, you know. Mm. Mm. And I think, and I think, in a way, it's actually more complicated because there were difficult things that were happening towards the end as well, also in the relationship because of all these things. And then when it happens, it's it just complicates. Often before someone passes away, there's a period of of illness. And um, how did that affect you guys? Well, I'm thankful that we had a, before he had the heart attack, um, or not before the heart attack, sorry, before he went for the second procedure, we kind of just had a total open um, conversation, just relieving and releasing and um, forgiveness and everything took place on that one day. And I do believe that that was was God ordained that that should happen before he went into hospital. Mm. So I also um, have comfort in that, that, you know, everything was cleared and we were on a good page and a good space Mm. when everything's not. So, Estelle, I I can gather that um, before you had been in recovery, how possible was it to enter into such a conversation because I think you and Cliffy were already on a, on a journey of restoration and, and recovery um, when you had this conversation. H- how did things change? You mean after the conversation no. before no, no. we went what, to the hospital? What helped you to have that conversation? Before recovery. Yeah. If we, would you have had a conversation like that, do you uh, think, if you were not in recovery? Do you think it helped? No, I, I doubt it. I doubt. We, we didn't know how. You know, you'd always just end up in, in a big argument. So, no, we didn't know how. We probably not would not have had one like that. Mm. And then what happened during your recovery journey that brought you to that point where you could have that conversation? Uh, I cannot tell you what it was in particular on that day, but it was just something that within me that just rose in me that we needed to have that mm. that clear the air uh, um, yeah. conversation. Isn't that wonderful? That it's so part of God's grace, mm. hey, oh that at God. the right mm. time that, that oh you guys God. had that. Because I think so many people, um, if someone passes away, um, you know, it, they, they don't always have this where they were able to have this conversation where things kind of got cleared or there was a kind of a resolution. Um, so it's really part of God's grace. But I think what Frederick also meant when he spoke about that, um, I know both of you were part of 12-step groups and in recovery programs for a long time. So what do you think was different before? Could you see any difference before and afterwards? Oh, yes, um, in that, you know, we were more mature in how we dealt with an issue. Um, like I say, before one could walk around the house for a whole week or not talking to each other, um, if there was something that one was had upset the other with. Um, 
we, you know, you just came to a place where you felt that it needed to be dealt with and you had the tools, you know, mm. From, mm. from the recovery program mm. of how to deal with, with issues. You can tell us a bit more about that tools, but let's quickly take a break and then you can tell us more about that. Welcome back, listeners. Estelle said she wanted to tell us about the tools of recovery and the difference that it made in their relationship. But Estelle, um, I also want to ask you to um, to help us to understand a bit more about what changed, what changed afterwards. I know that recovery is not just a quick change. I mean, it takes a long time to change uh, for, for real change comes and before it gets better. But how did the tools help you? Um, well, for one, I, I came to a place of being able to identify my feelings um, and know how to, to deal with them, um, to express them. And also the serenity prayer also helped much in, you know, accepting things that I cannot change mm. and, uh, you know, knowing the difference of what I can and what I can't change. And um, also boundaries, setting boundaries that mm. also played a big role. Mm. Um, so uh, I must say, with the boundaries thing, it's 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 different with different people because I find that there's certain people that I'm still struggling to set boundaries with. Mm. Um, so that is not not that doesn't come easy. But in the marriage, I, I found that I was. I was dealing well with, with setting boundaries. So, yeah, those are the kind of tools that, that helped me. Mm, mm. But it is a process, hey? And then as you yeah. enter now into this new phase without your, your husband, um, how are things changing for you? How are you entering this phase? It's a difficult phase. It's not an easy phase to start with. No, 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 not at all. Um, it's also a whole thing of accepting so many things, so many ways of doing things differently. Um, accepting that when I come home in the afternoon, that I'm coming home to an empty home, mm. that I don't prepare meals the same way anymore, mm. um, that I've got to sit and eat alone, and you know, accepting all of that, um, and also when we with family or friends, where they're couples with, that we would normally visit with, mm. um, I, I need to be cautious of not dwelling on that. That oh, I'm single, and everybody around me is coupled. Mm. You know, otherwise, I'd find I would isolate myself. So I, I make myself comfortable within. You know, in the company, and and just like I say, we a lot of times we just reminisce around coffee and what he did and what he said, and mm, um, mm. so that is also another way that um, I'm entering this and and working through of how to actually live this new normal. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. So, what are yeah. some what are some of the things that um, you lost or left behind? Um, that forced you to to this point of new beginnings? Well, 
like I say, having somebody to, to talk to when you come home, mm. um, I, I now have to rely on people around me. If, if the neighbors are around, depending, you know, whether I'm, I'm up to, to wanting to talk to people on the day. Um, also, um, I think of, uh, um, maybe if I can just sorry, come, maybe I can just come in there because I'm thinking about, you mm -hmm. know, often when we are in a process of restoration, we talk a lot about not to be lonely, not to be, and that sounds like that's more of a challenge now, hey, because yeah. when we are a couple, you always with, yeah. you know, you go back home and you with someone, but now you're lonely. So you need to be more strategic yeah. about reaching out and yeah. being with other people. Like you said, you need to go to the neighbors also. And mm -hmm. um, as I was saying in the previous program, uh, we we often talk about this acronym HALT for people that are are struggling, yeah. that are in, in relationships where there's an addiction or some habits or some struggles. And the acronym HALT stands for hungry, angry, um, lonely and tired. Um, the, the H is for hungry, the A for angry, the L for lonely and the T for tired. So I think um, grief... Um, really affects the loneliness and the being tired because it takes a lot of emotional mm -hmm. energy and effort to go through your emotions. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so? Indeed, that's true. That is true, Suki. Mm. So it, it's really so, hard. Uh, I must mm. say, I, I must... Sorry. Mm? Continue. Um, I was saying... Uh, I, I must say that I'm not uh, um, focusing on getting a lot of rest. Mm. Um, so, I, yes, I am tired. I don't sleep well at night. Mm. Uh, and those are things that I, I really need to work on. It's uh, three and a half months down the line, and I'm, I'm still struggling with sleep. Mm. So mm. tired is one of the things that I am struggling mm. with. Mm. And these and, are the uh, things that that find is that easily catapult us back into our old behavior patterns, say, eh? when we're in recovery and we're struggling with mm. loneliness and grief. Yes, yes. And what have you learned about grieving? What's working <clears throat> for you in your grieving process? Because grieving is a, is a, it's a very difficult thing and it's different for different people. Yes. Well, I, what I learned that the shock of sudden and unexpected death of a loved one leaves one feeling like you've lost contact with reality mm -hmm. initially. Uh, the finality of the loss overwhelms with the sense of loneliness and heartache. Mm. Um, I realize that difficult decisions mm -hmm. have to be made and radical changes are demanded of me. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, all this causes me to cling to God and His promises. That's all I can do mm -hmm. to draw on His comfort and His strength. Like uh, it's in Isaiah 66, verse 13, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. So I just hold on to that and the other scripture in Isaiah 41, 10, where He says, um, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, will, I am your God and I, I will strengthen you. Mm. 
Mm. And I just hold on to those that you, and you would never leave me nor forsake me. Mm. Um, that's, those are the promises that, that get me through this. Mm. Um, mm. Caring and loving family and friends who call or send a message just to say, I'm praying for you. Mm. Those are things that, that help a person get through. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm at, like I say, my world just suddenly became dark, a dark place for, for that initial first month, month mm. and a half. It was mm. like I didn't know, I, did, I just couldn't find my way. Mm. And all I can do is hold on to Jesus and he has, has led me back into the light. Mm. We just mm. need to be patient and trusting. Mm. And know that, that yeah. he will take me through. Yeah, yeah, so that, that actually makes me so excited, um, Estelle, is that because of recovery, you have been able to improve your intimacy with God. Mm. You have come to know yourself mm. in a different way, mm. and you've connected with, mm. with neighbors. So you worked against isolation and, and so forth. But you know what, Estelle, unfortunately, we have come to the end of our recording. And um, so thank you very, very much for sharing with us. Yeah, especially now that it, you know, it's still very raw for you to be willing to talk in such a vulnerable way as a person who have been through the process of recovery about what happens when all these added unexpected things in life happen and that it becomes part of your new involuntary beginning of the year. So may God bless you and comfort you and guide you. Uh, listeners, till next time, God bless. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.